0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is presented by Shaxbury Cider.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported podcast network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. This year, we're celebrating 10 years of food radio. For the past decade, we've been taking you behind the scenes of farms, restaurants, breweries, school cafeterias, and more. It's been ten years, and we're just getting started. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and
0: roll, Lord knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs.
2: Welcome back to the speakeasy and happy new year. Happy new year, buddy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther T. How okay, you can technically today's the 30th, today's the 30th. So, still, we can say happy new year. You can still say happy new year like a month in, right? Indeed, that's I, th- I think that's really kind. Yeah, I, th- I think you know, you can say that in February or March, whatever.
3: Because, you know, every single day is the new year from the day before or it's a year past.
2: That's why I always. Does that make cre- any sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I just go with you, whatever you say. But I always tell everyone happy new year, but I also say uh, good morning to everyone no matter what time yeah, it exactly.
3: is. Yeah, exactly. I know that. I don't true. know
2: what time you woke up. Hey, truth. Cause like you. Truth. Usually wake up right before we record the show. Truth. <laughs> it was just two o'clock in the afternoon.
3: Hey.
2: <laughs> hey, man, no I, judgment. This I is a judgment late. free zone. I work late. Yeah, that's true.
3: <clears throat> I do try and get myself out of bed by 11.30 every day, though. But I don't get I me mean, moving or out of the house until the time like the 1. one.
2: when it's last call, you can technically say good morning.
3: That's true. Good yeah. morning, everybody. It's time to go.
2: <laughs> good morning. Now leave. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to, man?
3: Same old stuff. Um... Getting ready, uh, getting ready to move into you know a, a quieter season. I guess you know um, it's been a busy holiday season, and then we moved into uh, you know January, which I think people. It's weird. It's a kind of a weird flip. I th- January is is busier than I would expect it to be, especially given yeah, so many I'm, people I'm do say the same thing. Like, especially people do so, do dryuary, right? Dry January, which you think would affect the bars, but I feel like maybe that's a, an excuse for other people to go. Hey, you know the bars aren't going to be empty. I'm going to go out to the bars.
2: No, dude, I honestly I. I've thought this way for years now. Like uh, you, you you think comparatively getting through the holiday season that that January and February are going to be slow, but then like it it never really is, especially in New York City really, because people get so stir crazy cuz this is like yep. really when the when the winter weather is kicking in yep. and then you just you're like, "All right, I got to get out of the house. Yeah. It's going to suck, but like I got to get to a bar."
3: Yeah, I can't just be kudos in my apartment.
2: Or, in like, honestly, working in, in, like, more like restaurant style bars in the wintertime, it kind of makes more sense, too, like, in, in my experience. Because, like,
3: well, your you bar Grand Army has that beautiful, f- actual working fireplace. We have a That's fireplace, a huge yeah. draw.
2: It It is. Like for people the, yeah. gather
3: around that thing like literal moths to a flame.
2: <laughs> it's true. But, like, hopefully it, they don't burn up in it. Though. But even, like, when I was working at Prime Meats for all those years, you know, like, people would go out, and like, you know, RIP Prime Meats. Indeed. Um, You've got like heavy winter coats on, so you can like hide the like all the heavy food you're eating, you know, exactly packing on the weight for the winter. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, uh, just we'll keep them busy. We'll have a little, yeah,
3: exactly. We'll have a little slowdown, I think, in February is when people start really looking at their tax returns and suddenly they realize they owe money. But or then they are getting money,
2: but then there's Valentine's Day, you know, like here comes the most Day. famous made up holiday in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so people go out for that, it's a thing.
3: It's a thing. What we never stop
2: partying. Apparently, what
3: we, what we do is a thing. There's, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, it's always the same excuse can go both ways. Why? Why was the bar so busy next, last night? Oh, it must have been because of the snow. Why was the bar so slow last night? I think it was because of the snow. Exactly. There was a game was, on, or like yeah, exactly. the was, Oscars, or whatever. You it, know.
2: Any Any answer can go both. ways. I always ways. wanted to make it like a magic eight ball with all those. Like, why were we slow last night? Why were we busy last night? And you just nailed it. Like, yeah. it's all the same. Same the answers bit. are always the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, enough talking with you. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you introduce our guest today? introduce our usual
3: opening banter. Oh, so we'll I know. So let the guests, you know, the listeners get ready to hear what we've got going on. Yeah. Um, today in the studio, we've got uh, a friend of mine who I met a little over a year ago, I guess, uh, Angel Vasquez. She runs uh, an Instagram account called Cock- The Cocktail Portal, uh, which has uh, currently somewhere close to 225,000 uh, uh, followers. Angel, welcome to the studio.
4: Thanks for having me. So good to see you. <laughs> it's cold here.
3: It's cold, yeah. <laughs> for, you know, you're from California. I get it. Uh, you're on the uh, the the coast over there with Damon. Uh, now that he lives in San Francisco. Yeah, California
4: um, native. So I I this is a first for man, honestly.
3: Really? Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, you're. <laughs> I don't want to cut in too deep, but you're relatively new to travel in general, right? You 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 grew your whole life up out there, but you didn't really go any place until this thing came along.
4: It's it's true. It's true. I. Uh, Grew up in a family of modest means and traveling for our family just seemed like a luxury that was unattainable. I mean, we didn't leave the continent, much less the state. I mean, if we went anywhere, it was to Las Vegas, which was four hours, of, you know, a four hour drive, but.
3: Right? The family truckster? Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it was over a little, little over a year ago that I got my passport and. I'm so happy that <laughs> I'm breaking that thing in. It's fantastic. Yeah.
3: I mean, weirdly similar to me, right? I only, I guess now we're into the third year since I first traveled outside the country. And it's a bug. I can't stop. Really? You know? Yeah. That was it? That's it. Huh. And now I've been to
2: dozens of places. And you wear a fucking kilt sometimes. Like, that's...
3: I do. I'm a that, renaissance wow. man. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> I'm a renaissance man. Um <clears throat> So, talk to us a little bit about how this whole thing got started. Like, what, you know, uh, you're, you know, most of the folks we have on the show are kind of directly in the business. You're sort of an adjunct to the business or adjacent to the business. What what is it that drew you into this, and how did you start this Instagram account that's so wildly popular?
4: You know, I'll be really honest. What drew me to uh, to it was. The booze.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's Hello. a fair, that's a totally fair answer. Interesting.
4: <laughs> this shit's expensive. <laughs> All joking aside, um, I was a full-time photographer and, you know, starving artist, figuring out ways to uh, fill my calendar. And so I diversified my portfolio. And I broke into real estate. I had been doing weddings and portraits and broke into real estate doing vacation rentals in Anaheim. With the Disneyland, their uh, very popular Mickey Mouse operation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And then I was trying to break into food because I'm really passionate about chefs and cooking, and that's my forte. I, I'm, I'm a home cook and enjoy it. So, and in doing so, it just went nowhere. But uh, I just kept putting it out, uh, honestly, I kept putting it out into the universe. I want to travel by way of my camera. And I had no idea how. It was. I didn't even know if it would happen. I didn't think it would, honestly. And it seemed like the universe conspired on my behalf. And it just it just happened organically. Um, my very first edit, who's now my really good friend, Peter Barriga, he was the first one that I approached and I had just recently crossed over into video. And so, you know, I just, I asked him, I approached him between a photography gig uh, for the food and I asked him hey why don't you let me do a video of you making me a drink and I had no idea what I was that what I was capturing but I always knew that was my you were just favorite.
3: like by the end of this video there'll be a drink and I guess I'll have to drink it
4: right and that <laughs> but that's always been, been my favorite seat in the house before this is at the bar watching them work it was to me highly entertaining so when I captured it and I edited it, I thought wow that that looks like a lot of fun that's really cool and so from that one edit, I started approaching other bartenders and I started stalking them on on Instagram and social media and finding any kind of news articles that I could about bartenders in LA. And right away, I found some of the best.
3: Were you, were you still tying this into like, I'm going into this restaurant to shoot and there's a bartender there that I want to video?
4: Well, I, honestly, my big part of my favorite pastime was going to an, a bar and adulting. I mean, I had you Know, finish raising my kid, she's an adult now, and now I get to have me time. And so, it was one of my favorite pastimes. Some people, some women like purses and shoes, I liked sitting at a
2: restaurant
4: and <laughs> at a bar.
2: <laughs> I'm one of those ladies, too. <laughs> yeah,
4: but
2: you like shoes, <laughs> I like boots, <laughs> boots, and hats.
4: Boots yeah, yeah, so, um. It just seemed to happen organically, and, and
2: so uh, what, what were some of the the first bars that you like were hanging out? I, I, were you going to like Tiki Tea?
4: No, so and that's <laughs> the thing. Too. I always
2: like to throw in Tiki Tea whenever I can at the yeah. show because I love that old Tiki bar. Uh,
4: you know, I'm yet to go there. My daughter, my daughter's oh told my me that. I know I've got to go there. I've heard so much about it. It's just there's so many bars and so little time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> truth. Um, there's there's a uh, you know obviously la has a, a wealth of cocktail bars and especially some some cooler older ones that, that that have survived obviously the it's a different drinking experience too in la like even like going to like the chateau marmont and like hanging out by the poolside and having like a shitty fucking drink that you pay 30 bucks for right and, you know like but it's the whole like you're probably going to hang out next to Keith Richards or whatever. Right. But then you've got like the, was it, the 213 group who has like the Golden Gopher right. and the Seven Grand and the uh, Broadway Bar and stuff like that. They've been around for a long time before like the cocktail renaissance even started. Of course. And then you've got places like, like Varnish. And, right. You know, like the back of goals. Harvard and Stone, obviously. Yeah, Aaron like Polsky. The Normandy Club, you know, stuff like that. Like there's Like there's a really cool... Kind of canon of, of yeah, there's uh, a breadth of places you can choose yeah. from.
4: I, I've got to be honest, I didn't know about any of those places. It was uh, a local neighborhood restaurant that uh, Peter was working before. At. You mean? Yeah, I you mean at, when I yeah. first started, my very first totally. edit, bef- and I wasn't I wasn't aware really of craft cocktails. Uh, and that first drink he made me, it was a riff on an old fashioned, and he lit the zest of the orange. And when I saw that, I was, like, I knew what happened, and I was just blown away, and then I was hooked. Like, what a
3: is this? A little piece of showmanship. <laughs> yeah. Right? That brings them in.
4: Right?
2: I I've always loved, like, <clears throat> they the kind of drew me into it in my, my early days, too. Like, the, you kind of feel like a, you know, like, your infancy, you know, going into it. It's like, you know, whenever, like, you've got, like, kids at the bar, depending on what state you're in, you know, mm-hmm. kids can sit at the bar. Like, a lot of, I used to make the joke back in the day that, like, a lot of my best regulars were like under the age of 10 he was like you're shaking a cocktail yeah. shaker it's like a fucking baby rattler
3: you yeah know? yeah well cocktail team literally made a baby rattler that looked like a cocktail exactly. looks, I think it was a dog toy but it was a fucking baby <laughs> <rattler>. yeah exactly
2: <laughs> uh, it, it's like that excitement like and let's be honest Every fucking buddy in the world likes to see shit set on fire. Oh yeah, you everybody. Like, yeah. If you can do that with a we, cocktail,
3: we are drawn to flames. I mean, it's and, true. You know, ever since the first fire started, we all gathered around it.
2: Yeah, exactly.
4: It's romantic. It's fun. It's
3: pyrotechnic. I, yeah. It's exciting. It's <laughs> dangerous. It. It's dangerous. I think we love danger. Yeah, I drinks know. are somewhat dangerous. You know, you're 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 imbibing some you know some poison. It's a drug. Uh, you know, uh, to a level you know you can handle, hopefully. Yeah.
4: And, and hopefully Sometimes. you do handle it.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you overindulge.
2: Let's Speaking just, of, we actually have some, some just grams just, in front of us. So
3: uh, I'm just drinking some rye whiskey. It's just, yeah, that's ching ching. Cheers. Chin. So nice to have you in. Um, so, how <clears throat> did it go from just a little single edit of a guy making an old fashioned with a flamed orange zest into, I don't know, what's the first stage? When did you hit, I don't know, 50,000 followers?
4: So, what I did is I put it up on my food page and it went nowhere. Nothing, nothing, nowhere. Yeah, the <laughs> got two, like the the two, two, f- f- the
3: two paths don't really cross because I'm a former chef and current bartender. And like the people, when I post food stuff, it's kind of like, wow, wow.
4: Right. So something kept gnawing at me to split my page. And so I did. And it's funny because it's sort of one of these experiences that you can't really explain other than when I, the moment I did it, I got these intense butterflies in my stomach. And it was really powerful, and it lasted for a long time. Now, that's happened to me probably two other times in my life, and it was when I won a raffle or, like, something was coming. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so um, I thought, what is this? this? It was really, really powerful, and I, I didn't know what was happening. But uh, it sat there for probably a good two to three weeks, and then Easter it was March 15th that I split the page.
3: Beware the Ides of March. Beware,
4: and then danger. And then April, um, Easter. I woke up to my phone just blasting, just. Bzz, bzz, bzz. I was like, "I and I, what, what, what is wrong with my phone?" So I checked it out, and I followers were just flooding in. I mean, they just kept coming and coming. So it it honestly hasn't stopped. Hey. So I've been doing it. It'll be three years in in March.
2: Wow.
3: So a three-year climb from zero followers to two hundred and a quarter to a quarter of a million.
4: Yeah, you know, I have to be honest too. Uh, I I got obsessed. I became obsessed with the technique and why, and then suddenly the history and the prohibition. How we went through it and lost our way, and what we got back was basically shit. You know, sugar and <laughs> yeah. booze, and if it came from a gun, it would like. No one blinked an eye.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting to me about this You were
3: in it for the effect, not for the craft.
4: Right. Exactly.
2: Yeah, but like you, with with this social media platform, you were learning along with a lot of the people who were following you. You're like kind of learning at the same time, right? You right. Because like, three
3: years ago is still—I mean, I don't even know how old is Instagram. It's still relatively early in the Instagram field,
2: right? When I started, I'm old as fuck. So I, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> ask someone else, man. <laughs> old. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, when Yeah, uh, when I first started, Instagram was only allowing 15 seconds.
3: 15 so seconds of video. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a minute? Or? Now it's a minute. Yeah, okay. And
4: then they have their Instagram TV, which they allow for a lot longer. Instagram
3: TV, Instagram Live, so
2: stories. All, the the right. thing interesting to me about this is like going back, it's like you were learning about cocktails and the history of spirits and cocktails and the whole technique and all this stuff. But you're also learning about like essentially like the the technical aspects of the social media platform like all at the same time and you're just like crushing it. It
4: it was a a new world for me and I was fascinated Especially if
2: you had to distill it like that. Well, yeah. Distill it down to fifteen <laughs> seconds where now you have a minute. Right, especially right. Especially for any kind of video work.
4: Right. But travel um try i like to tell people, I jokingly tell people, that I've had an accelerated degree program now in like bartending and down to the lifestyle that you guys leave. Like when you arrive at one o'clock, one o'clock in the afternoon and you say, good morning, I get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've learned a lot of bartenders, their lifestyle, uh, booze, technique. I've traveled to London and Hong Kong and Thailand. And I always ask questions because I'm really fascinated. Why Why did you just do that? You know, what? why are you doing this? And then I've, because, you know, people, Bartenders like me—they they actually will spend time with me and uh, we humor me. Don't like you. We <laughs> love you. That's
2: right. You know, I, just to interject a little bit there. Also, it's like those kind of uh, like the the questions that you're asking, like why did you do this? Why did you do that? Like a lot of times, you know, whenever. Whenever I'm, like, writing an article or writing a training manual and, like, Souther writing his book, I, 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 I'm also, like, still, still working on my book. <laughs> takes forever. It's coming. It does. But, but the thing is, like, there's a lot you of...
3: You can write a book in six months. That's true. Yeah. On, a, on that's, a fucking iPhone. On an
2: iPhone. Yeah. But, bragger. <laughs> so, Humble no, the thing Show is, off. like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, as bartenders, we kind of don't realize we're doing. And it doesn't translate, it's hard to translate that through any kind of written word because of the fact that it's kind of just like second nature, you know, like like understanding, you know, whenever, you know, as a chef or a cook, like whenever you hold your knife a certain way, like, yeah. they're, like both hands are doing something. Yeah, It's not right. just about holding this knife over here. It's the way that you keep your fingers curled over here exactly, so you don't cut your fingertips. Like those are things that you're like, all right, chop the onions, but you're like, what does that mean? You have to exp- like the thing is you need to explain I think, I think how a, that's a done, great right? example
3: that I used when I was telling people about you know writing the book how how um, <clears throat> how meticulous I was about writing methodology down because and this is a crazy thing but it's true I remember watching Mork and Mindy as a kid. And fucking, you know, Robin Williams is there, and he's making a cake or something for, for, you know, Mindy, Pam Dover, who I had a crush on when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> and the, he's, he's reading the recipe, and he's doing the things as he reads it, right? And he says, take two eggs and separate them. And he looks over, and there are two eggs in a bowl, and he grabs them, <laughs> and he moves them apart. He separated two eggs.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Right? So you have to understand, what is the reader reading, and what's their understanding of what you're saying? Yeah. Right, so yeah, chop an onion—that means a lot of things. So you got to be like, well, there are specific words you can use to understand what kind of chop I'm looking for,
2: and and then you can just explain it. Like, give it a lemon twist. <clears throat> you take a lemon, you just yeah, twist a lemon, twisting the lemon, the lemon. whole
3: lemon. <laughs> yeah, plunk I, it in.
4: Yeah, which I think speaks to uh, the level of commitment it takes on bartenders because that's telling me that you spend years learning that words now become second nature.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah, for you, sure. You do a lot of stuff that you don't even realize you're doing, like, like any kind of asshole who's like riding around on a city bike and like talking on the cell phone at the same time. It's like, yeah, man. <laughs> well, you know, after a while, you can kind of get away with doing that, but in the beginning,
3: yeah, yeah you got Beginning, you might want to watch your P's and Q's. Um Well, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. We'll come back and keep talking to uh, Angel Vasquez from the Cocktail Portal, a uh, Instagram account that's sweeping the nation. Sweeping. <laughs>
0: This episode is brought to you by Shaxbury Cider, who believe cider can be daring, complex, and eminently drinkable. Located in Vergennes, Vermont, Shaxbury make a broad offering of ciders, from the bright and fruity rosé to inventive small-batch wild apple fermentation. Each fall, Shaxbury takes to the hills of Vermont to forage for the wild and forgotten fruit that make up their lost apple project. Shaxbury, producer of the first American-made Petnat Cider, continues to experiment every year with limited edition ciders designed to spotlight locally foraged fruit. To learn more, visit shaksbury.com or follow them on Instagram at shaksbury.
1: Are you enjoying this podcast? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. My name is Jimmy Carboni, and I'm the host of Beer Sessions Radio here on HRN. My show is an audio ale salon celebrating the world of craft beer, cider, food, and more. Through discussions with industry insiders and knowledgeable beer fans, my friends and I explore every aspect of the brewer's craft, from grains to pint glass and tasting to toasting. You can find Beer Sessions Radio wherever you listen to podcasts and on heritageradionetwork.org.
2: We are back. You're listening to The Speakeasy on heritageradionetwork.org. In the studio today, we have our friend Angel Vasquez of the Cocktail Portal, and we were just chopping it up like those onions.
3: (laughs) Chopping it up like onions.
2: That we don't know how to cut yet. Separating (laughs) eggs. Separating eggs. Twisting lemons.
3: So you said you put out into the universe, as it were, that you wanted to travel via your camera. Um, And you've done that. But how still did that happen? I don't understand. You took a lot of great videos and photos and you posted them on your cocktail portal. And then suddenly you're invited to go other places. How does that transpire? How does that manifest?
4: So it runs a myriad of uh, reasons how and why. Uh, A big thing, which is nice, is that my daughter is fully grown. So I'm not raising a child anymore. So that allows me the freedom to be flexible with my schedule. Uh, But Honestly, it's a it's various types of things, and uh, marketing now is understanding that social media is part of marketing. Yep. There were a lot of a um, PR firms who wanted nothing to do with me. Like th- they didn't like influencers because we were getting s- types of results that they, you know, and the, there's a ROI, and there's a there's a lot of stuff that you can track and that you can't, and so it's still in this vague gray area where people don't really know how to use this sometimes. Sometimes they do. Uh, so the way it works for me is so, uh, it, it's not usually any one business or one organization that pays for me. I have to go and bust my ass and make connections. Uh, so sometimes I'll connect with hotels and say, hey, I'll showcase you. Can you give me a media rate or can you you know, connect me or I'll do this and this and this. I mean, it's a negotiation on yeah. many levels. And then there's also uh, certain uh, companies out there that are trying to collect influencers and market them under their umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, there's some spirit companies that I have worked with in different ways. I've covered cocktail competitions. I got to be a judge for the Fournette competition last and cover it as well. Uh,
3: Damon's a big fan of Fernet.
2: I am too, but, I, it's, but Damon's a bigger fan. It's
4: a bartender thing. I mean, bartenders handshake, Yeah. which I have a couple See, coins. This bartender booty shake for Damon.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't have to carry coins anymore. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah,
3: since they came out, I don't think you need one then. <laughs> so
4: yeah. and like for instance, this trip was self-funded. I mean, I just wanted to come out because uh, I I know people out here, and I because New York City. Exactly, <laughs> it's New York City, but. Remind me never to come in January again. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, for someone from California, I would say maybe come in the summer.
2: I don't want to be here either. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely want to come back
4: for BCB.
3: Oh, rad!
2: Yeah. Park in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, that's a really good time in, in June coming up. Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be here before we even know it.
3: Our friend yeah. Angus Winchester running that whole show again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And we met by the way, a year ago when you came out and shot me, shot me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I was at, I did a I did a drink I did the I did the whiskey smash, the uh, DeGroff's version, and uh, you shot me at Koo when it was still had a physical location, right? And then apparently this year you told me when you got here this this year I was top ten of the cocktail portal. Man. Top ten? <laughs> uh, what, is, uh, what's, what does that mean? I was top ten viewed.
4: No, it so.
3: Know, what I, does it mean? I don't know.
4: I usually <laughs> come up with the top ten, and it's uh, basically. Great bartenders who are in the industry, ha- affecting change. Thank you. Great presence, uh, great technique. They know the classics. They, they understand uh, history. I mean, just the whole hospitality. They under- have an understanding and impress the hell out of me, and I got my camera in front of them.
3: <laughs> I, think, I think what probably pushed me over was that you also have an account that's like your B-roll, right? <laughs> and I was on the blooper roll. Because I was like, <laughs> I was like fucking up and swearing. I was, God damn it! So let's shoot it again. Start from the top, just like here, just like here on the radio, except we're live. Well, <laughs>
4: you know, it's funny because you finished the cocktail and then you're like, I didn't put the booze.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's important.
4: So then we will go back and we do it again, and you you forgot something else, and you're the all bitters. Fuck yeah. Fuck me. <laughs>
2: How did yeah. you? How did you forget bitters?
4: Man, there's a
3: camera thought, facing me. It's like
2: I thought oh, you hearted bitters. It's like one in one in the <laughs> afternoon,
3: which is seven in the morning for me. You know what I mean. And, and that's yeah.
4: another thing too. Is now because the page is grown, when I show up, people are really starting to shake, and it's. I feel bad for them, and I, you know, I loosen them up.
2: And yeah, try I to, usually like to stir. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a, a bartender joke. <laughs> God damn it!
3: Tremble. People are starting to tremble because they, they, a camera is pointed at them that has two hundred and twenty-five thousand potential viewers. Yeah, and
4: like, they know. It. Yeah, they I know where it. it's going. And, and you know, I often tell them, "I'm a photographer. If Annie Leibovitz came to watch me, you guarantee I'd be shaking."
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. I'd be stirring. You said. I keep calling that one back. It's good. Yeah. Like, yeah. So good. <laughs>
3: you said uh, um, on. The I break. came up
2: with a joke the other day. By the way, I want yes. to tell you.
3: You want to tell it now? Yeah, I'm lay it time. on me. Go ahead. We got time.
2: I used to.
4: <laughs> I'll drink to that.
2: You drink. Yeah. We'll drink while you tell the joke. It's on. It's on. It's on Brand here. All right. It's, it's a bad dad joke. That's my uh,
3: favorite. Hell, so yours.
2: Uh, I used to. Uh, I used to eat drunken noodles, but then I got soba. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I got. I got it stored out of it. Wow. Okay, anyway, moving along. Oh, my God,
3: it's hilarious. While she's shaking that (laughs) off, I want to mention something about... I mentioned dryuary earlier. I don't like it. I think it's stupid, people. (laughs) I don't think you should do it. It's not moderation when you go black and white, when you go on and off. That's not moderation. What I encourage you to do instead... Pick a day of the week that you don't want to drink, and don't drink on that day all year long. That'll be fifty-two days over the course of the year. That's more moderation than drinking than not drinking for thirty, and then yeah, you're going right back. It's to almost it.
2: two months rather than one month. I mean, but
3: also, it's moderate because it's throughout the entire year instead of all at once.
2: I feel like also, you know,
3: and then you don't have to beat yourself up and say I can't drink for this whole month. If you miss a Tuesday, fine. There's a birthday party, whatever. Okay, no big deal.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, again, like I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, but the. Uh, the shock that, like you said, going totally like black or white, you know, like it, it shocks brainer. your system. People, like most people that I know who do, especially in New York City, mm-hmm. when they do the dry January, it's cold as shit here. They stop drinking; it's a shock to their system, and then they end up getting sick, like really yeah, sick. Yeah, sure. Based agreed. on that,
3: agreed. Okay, that was a sideline. Anyway, we're doctors. I know, I mean, listen, I... Trust I, us. Listen to I all our it. advice. We are medical doctors.
4: I know. I get it, though, because now I'm in the industry. Yeah. And so what's happening now is I, I have to have on days and off days. And it's sure. every other. It's like... And I'm still filming. And the thing is, too, is I, people are like, okay, Angel, you're drinking a lot. And it's like, you have to also understand, I'm going out to these bars, especially when I'm traveling, I'll hit two to three bars a day. And not that I'm drinking all the drinks, but it's someone placing their art before me. And it's not like I'm gonna say, oh, thanks, today's my, you know, I can't drink today.
0: Sure, you
4: can. I, w- I will taste and I will stay level headed. And, you know, unfortunately, today is my off day, but but it's not easy because sometimes really amazing stuff is put before you. So
2: I have a lot of off days. Two <laughs> sips, you know? But it doesn't have anything to do with booze. You can take two <laughs> sips. That's also <laughs> moderation. I'm kind of always off. Know.
4: You can take
3: two sips, that's also moderation, you know what I mean? Right, right. Say you have a day where you you say to yourself, I will finish drinks today, and tomorrow I'll only taste them. Exactly. So, okay, off the air, you mentioned you had a story that involved Damon Bolte. I'm curious to hear it. Oh, man. Since this is, as far as I know, you just met him when you walked
2: in. Was it when I was a doctor?
4: I have, (laughs) I have. No, no. You're on the show, doctors. Um, So, after I filmed with you at Blue Quarter,
2: Mm
4: -hmm. I walked around the the area just to see what was there, and Angel Share...
2: Oh, of course. Well, you got to go to your namesake bar. Wow!
4: So I ended up at Angel's Share. That place, i I'm very impressed. Oh, so yeah. good, so good. Well, I was sitting there, we, we got there pretty early because we were roaming the, the area, and we were able to get a seat at the bar, and I, they sat this gentleman next to me, and he heard me talking to the bartender, and he inquired, well, what is it that you do? And I told him, and he says, you know, you have to go to Grand Army. <laughs> I've heard of that place. Nice. <laughs> and he told me about you. I was like, you know, that's, you're the second person to tell me that I need to go there. So
3: I had just told her earlier the same day. Uh, yes. Well, yes. So did you catch this guy's name?
4: I didn't, but I have a picture I'll show you after. So I'm, he's a regular there.
2: Okay, cool.
3: That's yeah. pretty rad. Uh, so, you enjoyed Angel Share. That's, um, you know. So wait,
2: Southern, oh, sorry, you yeah. told her to go to Grand Army. I did. Wow. You didn't tell her to go to, like, one of your other 500 bars?
3: I mean, I mean, yeah, I was like, go to Maury Margo and Windmill and... And, and then
2: and if you have time.
3: As Nuda, and if, after all that, go over to see if you can. if you try. get bored.
4: Yeah, yeah
3: I tell <laughs> It's I, not last call yet. You can make the Grand Army.
4: I did want to connect with you, but I have limited time, so... And I had already... We
3: all but, have limited time.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: We're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, just got really bleak. Morbid. <laughs> hey, just a thing. Um, uh, well, that's great. Did you go?
4: I... I didn't have time. I,
2: oh, um, when are you leaving town?
4: I leave Thursday.
2: Did you plan tomorrow. on going this I, trip?
4: So, and that's another thing too is usually when I get into town, if I can connect with one good bartender, the circuit will light up for me. Go here, you need to go here because they they know where to go, and so
2: yeah, right.
4: That's usually how it goes down. So next time I come in,
2: yeah, I'll come see you. In well, the we summer. can we can also connect out west because I live. Part time in San Francisco. Oh, awesome! I'm in LA pretty often too.
4: I go out there pretty often.
2: Yeah, right on.
3: You need to get over to to see Aaron Polkey. Film him. He's great. He's, Aaron, he's got Aaron a very at, he's uh, got a, He's first of all, Aaron's going to freak out when I say this. He's a beautiful man. He's very tall and good looking, especially when he doesn't have a beard.
4: I think it's a prerequisite for the industry or something, because they're I all beautiful. I mean, no, beautiful. this guy looks
3: like a 70s rock and
2: roll star. He's got a huge
3: curly hair. He looks hair, like Brian
2: May from Queen. Never
3: wears a um, shirt that isn't button, unbuttoned down to his belly button. You know what I mean? Like he's Yeah, buttons
2: are guy. a technicality you yeah. know, that he does <laughs> yeah. not
3: subscribe they're, to. Yeah, they're optional.
4: <laughs> That's something that I want to do, actually. I want to do a calendar.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's your guy.
2: <laughs> he's just, oh, my God. Mr. September. I don't know what he is. I'll get his contact. Anyway. I just imagined the calendar from Zero. He's at Harvard
3: <laughs> and Stone, and you should also go and do, uh, you know, uh, Yale Stormborn. You should go get uh, uh, Christine Wiseman. I'm sure you know all these names mm-hmm. um, out there in L.A. They're all friends of ours, and, and I'm sure they'd be happy to be videotaped by you and immortalized on the cocktail portal <laughs> uh, and then on the B-roll, too. The I'm, sure, I'm sure Yale would have a lot of mistakes that could go on your B-roll. She's a character.
2: She is indeed. She taught me how to twerk one time at Grand Army. Oh Lord! Yeah, that's great. Let me
4: see. Show me. Skinny, I, skinny, well,
2: you know, skinny, it's a good thing it's radio and not TV. Very
3: <laughs> slender little young white lady teaching Damon to twerk. That's all all of these pieces sound like they belong together.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we have fun here. Yes, we do. <laughs>
3: um, okay, so now what's next? Then what's the future of the cocktail portal? Now you're you're getting to the place where your camera travels you. You're getting some funding from other sources. You don't have to consider going back to whatever, wedding portrait photography anymore. Hopefully that's gone. Um, what's the next step?
4: So um, I, I'm always looking for ways to showcase the industry. And uh, I really want to do something where I showcase the bartenders. I did I did a little segment of what it's like to hang out with bartenders, and it was... Um,
3: it's like this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. minus, minus all the microphones. <laughs>
4: exactly. So uh we also took cocktail portal without the in it and I populate that with my my things outside of the bar. Another project that I'm passionate about is in LA people don't take the train like they do here.
0: Right.
4: So what I started, and I've released my first episode, is I wanted to show people in L.A. I can't tell you how many people in L.A. are like, oh, that's dangerous. Or, oh, I." they were just intimidated by the whole thing. So I d- created a video of showing them how to tap their card, how to buy it, how to get on, where to get off, where to walk. And here's a sea of beautiful bars. So my first episode was in Highland Park. And it's just fantastic. You don't have to worry about, you know, driving afterwards. And that was something that I wanted to show people. to do. <laughs> I got a bottle of one of those, but Sorry, yeah. I just
2: pulled out a bottle of Highland park from our, our studio bar.
4: The
2: Speakeasy bar. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever just quick segue or sure. say sidebar? Have you ever been to the bowling alley, the Highland park bowling alley?
4: I have, I have. That, that
2: place looks amazing. I want to go there next time I'm in town. Anyway, you, you sh-
4: <laughs> I'll. I would love to send you the link so you can see where else you should drink in that area.
2: Well, I used to live in oh. like Silver Lake, uh, like area, like Echo Park. Gotcha. Zone. Gotcha. Anyway,
4: um, so and I mean, it's just a it was matter. Close, fearless, but anyway. it's just a matter of like uh, what doors open and sort of me pursuing what I become passionate about. Something that I've been thinking about is. Um, I, I'm really passionate about bar owners and the struggle it that it takes for them
3: struggle is real. The struggle exactly. is real. Exactly.
4: I would love to get some like stories, extracted stories where they talk about how they survived. You know and
2: you know, my my favorite bar owner. Is it you? It was, <laughs> no, no, God no. Um I, like, I, when I was opening Grand Army, I uh, I, I talked to a, a lot of my uh, my you know peers, colleagues, uh, people who were like bar owners and like restaurant owners, and and I was I was you know getting there. I was yeah, I just I, I needed to know like you know I I managed several bars at the same time, but like. Even, like, being, like, a a bar director and beverage director for a group, like, and having all these moving parts, like, it's still, like, it wasn't as much as understanding all the nuances of ownership, you know, renegotiating your insurance programs for, like, you know, like, the staff and and just, like, understanding, like, like, oh, shit, Uh, I need to have not, like, my plumber's number in my phone. I need to have, like... Three plumbers numbers in my phone okay. in case like, some shit goes down and I can't get, you know, like, so I, I, would, I talked to all these people and everyone was like, you know, what man, don't do it. Don't do it. The only person who told me to do it. Everyone was like, it's going to suck. Um, don't do it. And Julie Reiner was the only person who was <laughs> like, you know what, Damon, do it this is going to suck but You should totally do it.
4: I think it's absolutely a passion-driven industry. I mean, absolutely. Wh- that's
2: that, hospitality is passion.
4: Why else would you? Yeah, I mean, when and usually when I meet people that are like, Oh, we're opening up another bar, I'm like, You hate yourself? No one,
2: <laughs> exactly. No one has to do it, right? You want to do it, right? And that's that's hospitality. you don't pick it, it picks you, right? Yeah, exactly, right? Right, um, but yeah, I mean, like, that. They're, you know, a lot of the, the people that we've had on this show over the past eight plus years have, you know, like told us their struggles with like opening business, not just bars and restaurants, but also yeah. like starting a brewery or a distillery or winery, you know,
3: creating a brand,
2: creating anything, like, you know, right? like,
3: starting a magazine, writing books, like
2: if right. it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. That's the old adage. That's yeah?
3: what I always say. You know, I always say anything cool is difficult. If surfing were easy, it wouldn't be cool. Yeah, exactly. Surfing is not easy. The re- exactly, the
2: reward for hard work is more work. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, our show just turned very philosophical. here at the Yeah, end. right.
4: No,
2: that's what happens after we have a couple of drams. You know,
4: I, <laughs> I would I would like to just share real quick how yeah, I ended up getting into photography in itself, and I it, I think it ties in because I feel what I'm doing is painting portraits of bartenders, their life's work. I've had a lot of bartenders tell me after they got showcased and they've you know they go viral. Now my parents are proud. You know, I went and got that degree just to make mom and dad happy. And they were really disappointed that I stayed in this industry. And now they're proud. So that, to I me, makes... Yeah. Yeah.
3: I love,
2: I love you're, you're exactly out, what you're saying. It's you're something there, I've thought about a lot.
4: You're actually.
3: out there helping bartenders validate themselves to their peers and, and possibly their own families. Yes. Yeah, that's important.
2: I've talked to so many younger bartenders at, you know... Tales of the Cocktail, things like Camp Run mug okay. uh, BCB, the Bar Convert, Brooklyn, Portland, Cocktail, you know, all these different events. I run into them all the time, as you do as well, right, there Of course. And they, a lot of them, come up to me and they ask, they're like, "What was it like? You know, getting into like, w- what can I expect from getting into this? Because like right now, it's like it feels like I'm kind of being judged on like in a negative way on like m- what I'm choosing to be my career path." Because it's not until recently, and still maybe not very traditional, right? But it's very lucrative. And I the think way in the last
3: that 10 years, it's become more traditional in cosmopolitan areas. Sure. But if you're still in Lone Wolf, Oklahoma, right. you're probably, you know, people are cutting their eyes at you if you're saying, this is what I'm doing for yeah. a living. Yeah. And a lot, exactly.
4: of, a lot of, I hear a lot of bartenders mm. still get it. What are you going to do for a real job?
2: Yeah. Don Rickles said that to me when I was working at ZZ's Clam Bar. Oh I hope your response was,
3: I'll get a real job when you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Funny man. I, he, I, he was just trying to impress Regis. Uh, well. <laughs> but I, the thing is, I, with, with the accessibility to information through channels like social media, and just honestly, the way that social media works out... Social comes first, right? Like you said, like you start going to all these different bars and like being able to showcase right. these different bartenders and their crafts. I mean that that's what builds a career so, from a job.
4: What's romantic to me is, like I said, I'm painting portraits of bartenders, and the reason why I originally got into photography is because my father was the the family photographer, um, and he used to take pictures of just family events, uh, but he had good equipment.
2: Well, good he had a great eye. Too. He
4: had a great eye, and he had no choice but to take candid's of the family. And uh, you know, it was no one wanted to pose because everyone's, you know, my weight, my hair, my whatever. So he took candid's of people. Well, you know, you fast forward twenty years, and those same women who were bitching about how they looked are like, "Oh my god, I was beautiful." Right. Well, my my father passed away in eighty five. I was seventeen, and I had I'm the one that got all these pictures. And I quickly related it to, oh, my God, these are my memories. You know, even if he's not in the image, I can recall the memory and see him behind the camera. So he really modeled it for for us. And once I was able to make the connection and I was old enough, I started telling people everywhere I went, Take pictures. It doesn't yeah. matter what you think you look like. Just take pictures. Because the first thing that people go after when they lose a loved one are the images. Yeah. They go for the memories. You know, I want to make sure that my, in a burning building or a burning house, what's the first thing people go after? So it's, it's the flattering. Booze.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the booze. You know, because you don't want to really, like, feed the some, fire. I got some old whiskey. Because, like, everything we have in here is overproof rum, apparently. So explosive. <laughs> from a fire to an explosion.
4: Right. Also, yeah, they, they you're 17 the, and
2: 85. photos. Say, you're 17 and 85. Oh, yeah, don't shit. Don't be I giving just
3: away our age. Yeah, you
2: just Get added it. yourself. It. <laughs> but also, now I wish this was a TV show because you look so young.
3: Yeah. I, I, you, you've said more than once, <laughs> my, just, my my kid is old enough.
2: And I was like, really? <laughs>
4: Damn it! I what just you, gave away. Indiana, baby? I'm lying right now. Like when yeah, I go yeah, out yeah, and we'll party f- with these, the, we'll,
2: we'll do an edit and post. It's cool. If, if that's a, Matt. You got that, if, <laughs> Matt?
4: I will pay you money, monies,
2: monies,
0: and videos. In any age you want, but you gotta, you gotta pay more for younger.
2: For <laughs> each
4: year, how much does it cost me?
2: Yeah. Uh, one uh, slice of pizza for <laughs> year. It's a 20 yeah. Per year.
3: <laughs> Uh, well, Angel, it's been a real delight having you on the show. Absolutely, thanks thank for you having so much, and thanks for filming me again. Uh, um, we'll I'll we'll we'll mention your your uh, Instagram again. It's the Cocktail Portal on Instagram. You can go see me over there, um, and other bartenders from all over the world. And you've got three years worth of videos up there now. So it's a real it's a real treat to go and look at these people from all over the country and world. Um, and we'll keep looking forward to more of your content coming out.
4: Thanks so much. Yeah, for having really, me guys.
2: really great to have you in the studio today. And we'll uh, we'll connect on the West Coast.
4: Yeah. Please, yes, I'd love that
2: We'll right. go surfing Yeah, let's go surfing <laughs> It's easy Cheers, guys
0: Cheers Want more of the
3: Speakeasy? Follow us and ask questions on Instagram at Speakeasy Podcast Or on Twitter at Speakeasy Radio You can find Damon at Damon Bolty, And you can find me at Creative Drunk on all platforms Take a moment to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform And give us a star rating Five if possible if you're visiting New York City or a resident, stop by the studio and hang out with us during an episode. Reach out beforehand and make sure we'll be here. We'd love to see you. And please support our show by visiting HeritageRadioNetwork.org and clicking on the beating heart to donate.
1: Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter and to your email at the bottom of our website, HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family